0: Hi there! Welcome to Simple Acts Big Impact Celebrating Teen Changemakers. I'm your host, Natalie Silverstein. I'm an author, philanthropist, and passionate advocate for family and youth service. On this short weekly pod, I have the honor of meeting tweens, teens, and young adults who are volunteers, advocates, nonprofit founders, activists, and fundraisers. My goal is to celebrate and amplify these big-hearted people and the work they're doing and to inspire you all, no matter your age, to find your purpose and passion through meaningful service to others. I firmly believe, and these conversations will convince you, that every person can make a difference, one simple act at a time. This week's episode honors Women Entrepreneurship Day, which is celebrated on November 19th each year. I'm featuring an organization called Early Entrepreneurs, a free program dedicated to empowering the next generation of female entrepreneurs. It was created by three students in New York City, Sofia Bustos, Sofia Brofman, and Florine Tuttleman. Florine, along with another organizational leader, Nicole, are featured on the episode today. Florine and Nicole share their passion for business with girls around the world, helping them gain the skills and confidence they need to start their own businesses. Welcome back, everybody. I'm delighted to introduce you to two new friends today. I have Florine and Nicole here, and they're going to tell us all about their organization, Early Entrepreneurs. Hey, ladies. How are you? Good. Great. How are you? (laughs) We're good. I'm good. It's good to see you both. So uh, do me a favor, introduce yourselves a little bit more. Tell us how old you are, where you go to school, what grade you are, all that good stuff. And then start from the very beginning and tell us all about early entrepreneurs.
1: All right. I can introduce myself first. Um, So hi, everyone. My name is Florine Tuttleman, um, and I am a senior at the Hewitt School in New York City, um, and I'm 17 years old. Awesome. Nicole?
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Nicole Rydell, and I'm a senior at Brooklyn Tech High School in New York
0: City, and I'm also 17. How did you guys meet each other? Those two schools are kind of far apart. Are you friends from younger days?
2: Yeah, so we know each other from middle
0: school. Oh, that's great. Fun. All right. Well, so tell us about early entrepreneurs. How did this get started? What is it all about? Tell us everything. All right. I can take this one.
1: So Early Entrepreneurs started way back in November of 2021. um, And it started part of this challenge that I entered with a few teammates um, from a club called DECA at my school. And it was part of this competition challenge. And then it sort of grew to be more with that. Um, So I started doing a beta launch at my school and we kind of tested it out. um, And worked with a few students from the fifth grade since I go to a K through 12 school. Then it kind of expanded from there. And I realized that I kind of wanted to have a different vision. Um, since I do go to a private school in New York City, I realized that I'm in a very privileged position and that a lot of the kids have access to many of these great extracurricular opportunities. Like my school has a bunch of after school programs that were pretty similar that they could take. So I figured that I would love to take this opportunity that I created and Spread it across New York City, especially to more underserved areas where students might not have similar opportunities. So then I reached out to Nicole um, last year in the spring, and I asked her if maybe she'd love to help out with this. And she said yes. Um, And then we were able to run a summer program this summer with a bunch of students um, in person in Brooklyn and as well as virtually from countries all across the world. We've had students from, I believe, over 13 countries join on Zoom, and it was such a great experience getting to teach students and form these connections with young girls from all across the world.
0: Amazing, so this is primarily for female students, yes? Yes, for female identified students. Of course. So, Nicole, tell us a little bit more about the program itself. How does it run? What exactly do you do? Obviously, it's all about encouraging entrepreneurship, which I absolutely love, social entrepreneurship in particular. And how did you reach students in 13 different countries? That's sort of amazing. So, tell us about the nuts and bolts of the program. So,
2: our program is aimed to empower young girls because women are typically underrepresented in business. So, Me and Florian wanted to reach more girls. So what we did is we used social media, put up flyers, um, reached out to middle schools and elementary schools. And, you know, we got a lot of students to sign up. And how the program works itself is, well, for the online sessions, we created a four-week curriculum. And each of the programs are about one to two hours each. And we teach all about the basics of starting a business. So what is an entrepreneur? And we teach about the finances that go into a business, like, What is profit? What is revenue? And then we also had a marketing session where we teach girls about the various aspects of marketing and how to market their product. And so along the program, we challenge these girls to start their own businesses and create their own products. And through our lessons, we help them, you know, make their businesses a reality and how to effectively market it,
0: finance it all that stuff. Amazing. And I I mean, I have to ask, like, how did you learn this stuff to teach other people? So do you have any mentors or teachers from your schools who have kind of helped you to develop the curriculum? Um, You know, it's wonderful that you have this skill set and this interest level, but like, this is kind of some complicated stuff, right? You know, budgeting and marketing and all of these things. So do you have adults who are kind of helping you to develop the curriculum that you're teaching?
1: Um, I mean, speaking for both Nicole and myself, we both have a lot of other business ex- experience, whether that be through clubs at our schools. Like, for instance, uh, I know Nicole and I are both officers within finance clubs at my at our schools uh, respectively. I run a club at my school called the Social Impact Investors, and it basically, teaches finance but through a, the lens of social impact and I um speaking for Nicole I think she is an officer at our school's finance club so I think we both have kind of had a very keen interest in business and um have pursued it both personally but no we have not had an adult mentor like helping us develop the curriculum that's something that we both uh took initiative and developed ourselves and I think using um the skill set that we already have through our extracurricular activities as well as some online resources um it was while it was challenging, we were still able to
0: make it. And I think that we did a great job. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. Good for you, girls. That's that's fantastic. So explain to me a little bit more about how you recruited um, teens to come and participate over the summer and how you kind of got the word out. I understand social media is amazing, but that's sort of impressive to have recruited people internationally from 13 different countries. So was it literally just social media blasting and it kind of word of mouth got out there?
2: Yeah, so that was actually one of our biggest challenges was recruiting students because our target demographic is young girls who typically don't use social media. And so the way we recruited students, one of the ways we did was we took to Facebook and we joined many groups of parents and just posted about our program, hoping to reach many people. And, you know, to our surprise, a lot of parents signed their kids up. And in addition to that, we also reached out to local elementary and middle schools, hoping that. They could tell their students about our program. And then we also hung up flyers around our neighborhoods where kids could see. So to our surprise, we ended up getting students from all over the world, mostly through Facebook.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. I I think that's amazing. So do you really feel like you're reaching students who would otherwise not have access to this information, right? Like, you know, I've spoken to other kids who have started organizations where they're sharing, you know, they're teaching chess, for example, or something. And really, um, you know, if you have resources, if you're privileged enough to have access to after-school activities or it's offered in your school or your parents can pay for you to have a private coach, you know, those are not necessarily the kids that you want to reach, right? So do you feel like you've been drawing getting girls involved who who really otherwise wouldn't have have received this kind of information
1: yeah i think this is definitely a difficult question since when we send out our flyers to these various facebook groups and ask parents to sign up sign their kids up or just get the word around we don't necessarily ask people oh what their income bracket is or what community they're from we just kind of joined facebook groups from general areas across new york city um, and all across the world So we don't necessarily ask their income level since like this is a program for everyone. It's free of cost. You don't have to pay anything to join. But Nicole and I I know we both went around communities that we knew that were historically had students from historically underrepresented backgrounds or, or low income areas in particular. And we hung up flyers or just tried to get the word around.
0: Absolutely. No, you're right. At the end of the day, it's a free prop, a free program. You're offering it. Someone's going to sign their child up who may or may not, you know, have access. And the hope is, right, that folks who have these resources can can get other things happening for their kids and they'll allow, you know, the students who really really need this kind of coaching and information and also mentorship. I mean, here you are. You're you're slightly older probably than the average age of the girls who are participating in your program. But like what a wonderful opportunity for, you know, a younger teen to look up to you and to hear about businesses that you've started or you know, clubs that you're a part of. It's just great, you know, for everyone. Um, so tell me a little bit more about what it's gonna look like as you move through this school year. So it's only been around for, you know, a couple of years. How do you see this kind of growing and evolving as you apply to college, as you go off into the world? Do you um do you have any ideas about scaling it and, and growing it a bit? So, like, we just finished our August
2: session, like, two weeks ago, and it was really successful, so we're hoping to hold another session in October and potentially more throughout the school year, maybe every other month. In terms of scaling it, we are hoping to potentially start some chapters so that we can get students worldwide who, maybe if they don't have the resources to attend our Zoom meetings,
1: they can attend in-person meetings at their chapters, and just adding on to that, we have a team of wonderful high school students from all across the world and from different states across the U.S., and they have all expressed interest in starting chapters at their school. I know one of the members of our team has already, like, emailed her school district basically saying, like, there's this great opportunity. You should go sign up for this. And once we kind of have the capacity, we would love to, like, share our curriculum that we created with these girls
0: and have them lead these classes within their own communities. Absolutely. And I think in-person is really valuable as well. Obviously, you know, we're all sort of used to online learning and that that is allowing you to have tremendous reach, right? You can have people from all over the world join you. There's a little bit of an issue with, you know, what time of day you're going to host a live Zoom and whether folks can log on depending on what time it is where they are. But to do this in person, to really have that sort of human connection, I think is also really valuable. Do you guys have um, in-person sessions planned for this School year or is it mostly online?
1: Uh, I think that coordinating in-person sessions has definitely been one of the challenges for us. We've reached out to a few local libraries um, who we are hoping that can maybe host our fall sessions. I know things get a little bit more hectic as the school year rolls around. You know, kids have extracurriculars outside of school, whether that be sports. And in the summer, there was a lot more free time to kind of get kids involved in person. But we are 100% doing our virtual sessions since those have proven to be very successful. However, we are still kind of in the process of considering how to approach the in-person sessions just because because, you know things change so much during the academic year since kids are very involved in other things and the program might not be at the top of their priorities.
0: And how many sessions are there to a unit? So
2: it's once a week for one to two hours and it's four weeks. so every month
0: we just meet weekly. Amazing. Yeah. That seems really doable. That's, you know, I think it's, it's not too much of a commitment, but it's enough of a commitment where you're actually getting substantive information shared and imparted and it, you are committing to something for four weeks and, and you come out of that with all of this great information. Have you had anybody come back to you who's, who's been through the program, who started something that they're really excited about or that you can share a business or a, a social endeavor, anybody, anything come to mind? Yeah. So
1: there was this one girl named Esther and she actually kind of had a business idea before she came to the program. So she was a dancer and she had this business where she rhinestoned and like customized people's costumes and made like these really cool water bottles. And she came to us on the virtual programs and she showed us like she had this cricket cutter and she was printing out these vinyls and just making all these great creations. And she came back to us and she sent us photos of all the wonderful things she was making and selling and it was just so amazing to see the impact that we were able to make on like even one person it was just so incredible to see how like she came to our program very eager to learn about this since she already had a business kind of formulating but as we went through the program she was able to build it together with us and kind of gain all this business acumen and learn so many different skills that can help empower her to scale her business
0: to an even larger level. Absolutely. How fun is that? Like it was her passion and she's such a creative person and then to be able to share it and sell it online, like why not? Good for her. And I hope, and I'm sure it seems like you both have this mentality, but you know, my, of course, my um, leaning would be towards encouraging everyone to give some portion of their proceeds back to charity, right? In in that space, she could help to fund dancers who, who don't have access to costumes or don't have access to lessons or whatever and just make it sort of a full circle social entrepreneurship sort of effort. I think that's that's fantastic. Well, girls, I think this is really wonderful. I just think you're empowering young women to think about business and to think about ways to share their joys and their passions with other people. And one of my favorite phrases is you can do well by doing good, right? You can sell something that you love and that you've made and make some money for yourself and do something good for the rest of the world. And I think it's fantastic that you're giving girls, this information so that they can do it for themselves. Tell us more, Nicole, where can people learn more? How can they get in touch with you guys? Maybe how they can become an ambassador for you. So if you have social media website, all of that good stuff.
2: Yeah. So currently our main social media platforms are Instagram and TikTok, and that is at early entrepreneur girls. And then we also have a website that's early girls.com yeah, if anyone's interested in becoming an ambassador, starting a chapter, or just hearing more about our program, they should definitely check out our
0: website or our Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much, Florine. Nicole, this was awesome. I really enjoyed hearing about your project. I'm wishing you the best of luck this school year and all the things, college applications, everything. Thanks so much for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard today, please follow, rate, and review. These things really matter. And if you know a tween or a teen who is doing great things in his, her, or their community, send them my way. I'd love to meet them and share their stories with a world that could really use a dose of inspiration right about now. You can get in touch with me through my website, simpleactsguide.com. Until next time, remember to keep eyes, ears, hearts, and minds open to the needs of others. And always be kind.